Australia's 15 metres out. Lulawai's the man who'll kick. Precision this time. He's looking for Tupo. Up they go. The old man going forward. Harrell's got it. Still the last tackle. Player now it's in the air. Oh, no. Here is Inglis with the ball. There's lots of chances. Inglis downfield. It'd be easier to catch Joseph Cody. Inglis will score for South Sydney. You just don't give him a chance like that. Episode 6, this Warriors Life podcast. I'm Will Evans here with Brad Larkin again. Brad, uh, how's things? How's, how's the weekend? Not bad, mate. Not bad. First first weekend, just relaxing around the house, watching some footy in a long time. So, was a ripper. Uh, we had on the intro there, Greg Inglis scoring his 100th NRL try against the Warriors in 2013. Mount Smart Stadium, a length of the field effort. And, of course, that's the big news of the week in the NRL, GI uh, hanging up the boots. Um, Brad, what were your first first thoughts about that and, and I guess, about GI in general? Yeah, it was always coming. You, you knew it was coming, but it's gutting that he has gone now. That he, it's, it's a shame we're never going to see him play again, I reckon. Yeah. He's an absolute legend. No chance to say goodbye, Um you know, you obviously can't get everyone can't get the fairy tale, but that was definitely a a pretty low key exit. Um, enjoyed Monday's press conference, though. He sort of handled it with a fair bit of humility and, and class and stuff. I thought um, that's a, that's about as human as I've ever sort of like I've never you never I've never seen Greg Inglis like that. So human sort of thing. He's usually just switched on for a game, and you yeah. don't see much of him out of footy. But yeah, it was quite nice. Yeah, the humility of him, sort of thing. Yeah, absolutely, and obviously one of the great players of the modern era. One of the my sort of first recollection was that just the first like super athlete that we've seen in the game. He was just like no one that ever come before him. Sort of more like him since. Not quite as good, but you know there is a lot lot of players out there in that mould now. But he was just the first to come along that you just thought, wow, this guy you know should be in the Olympics or something. Yeah, you're spot on there. He was. He was. He was superhuman. Uh, Nothing he, had been done before he had turned up. Anything, uh, any memorable moments that particularly stick out to you? I know you're a New South Wales supporter. You've got probably a few bad memories of him uh, raining cries <laughs> on the blue. <laughs> Funnily enough, none of the, I've got two highlights and neither of them are to do with state of origin. Uh, the length of the field try against the Broncos from that little bit of broken play and then just seeing in full flight how slow motion and easy it all looks for him. And then he got knocked over at the end. And then even his little jump and leap to the try line from that was graceful as well. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, just even didn't even look like he had to get out of third or fourth gear in that try. Um, yeah, one of the great individual tries of all time. The one that stands out to me is, is uh, or that I always remember, is uh, round one, 2006, at Mount Smart again. And uh, just sweeping around the back, scoring a 50-metre try, uh, fended off Tony Martin, I think it was, fended him so far into the dirt. It was like a wily e. Coyote cartoon. Uh, and, and, yeah, just sprinted around the outside to score. Uh, he'd, he'd been hyped up a bit the, the season before, got a few games at the end of the season, but, yeah, this was just the first moment. I thought, wow, this guy's obviously going to be something pretty special. Yeah, he was just a streak too then, wasn't he? He still had, yeah. like, even though he wasn't as big, like, he got broad and big, but he was real slight then, but he still had that killer fend. <laughs> yeah. Even at that size. Yeah. yeah, just the timing of it. Um, yeah, obviously a great career, and, um, yeah, all the best in retirement, GI. Uh, on to wrapping up round five. Um, 
I think we're both saying to each other pre-show, we saw most of the footy and maybe a bit of a bit of an average round that one uh, quality-wise. It wasn't too much to get overly excited about. Yeah, no, well, look, don't get me wrong, the first couple of games were all good, but then it just petered out again come Saturday or even the second game Friday night, just petered out. Yeah, the obviously Michael Cheekham's uh, match-winning try for the Tigers on Thursday against the Broncos. Uh, Titans off the mark on Friday. That was a cracking game actually against Penrith. Um, and yeah, yeah. Just, just nothing too close after that. But um, the thing that'll stick in my memory uh, or my nightmares is that some of those injuries uh, wasn't around for the squeamish, and that's definitely definitely me. Um, Nene McDonald and. Aiden Guerra's gruesome leg injuries, and then probably the the one to top it off, Blake Ferguson's SB nose. <laughs> Man alive. That is horrendous. Yeah. It uh, is horrendous. It looks like someone's chucked a member in his face. <laughs> but oh, even man. I'm glad I didn't see the Nene McDonald one. I didn't see that, and I'm happy about that, but I did see the Guerra one, and oh, he was like he had an elbow where his ankle should be. <laughs> yeah, not meant to have been like that. I'm uh, not. I'm not that. I don't get into that sort of stuff. Eh? No, so yeah, that was that was not easy to watch. A dislocated finger will start making me queasy, so I'm pretty keen to avoid those sort of injuries. <laughs> uh, and my, I, I dislocated my finger last year. I had that go. Took took the kids down the park, super dad, <laughs> kicked the footy around. <laughs> Someone puts up a medium height ball, and forty year old Brad goes to catch it and. Straight away, his finger just pops sideways. Oh man, you're breaking down, mate. <laughs> it's like, when did this happen? Uh, <laughs> How did I get so weak? But anyhow, I haven't taken the kids for a kick since. Screw them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, where were we up to? Gone off topic. No future warriors in the lacking household, unfortunately. <laughs> Poor old team. Nah. Um, yeah, into the Warriors game. Obviously, a little bit disappointing. 28-24 losers to South Sydney on the Sunshine Coast. Uh, built a handy lead there and just faded away in that last 20 minutes. Um, my first thoughts on the game afterwards are obviously disappointed to, to lose it at the end, but overall I was pretty happy with the performance, to be honest, um, given the setback with Blake Green pulling out on kickoff and just the way they uh, stuck it to a pretty big South Sydney pack who... And obviously the difference was Cody Walker, four tries. He was unbelievable. Damien Cook as well was outstanding. But without that, you know, the Warriors have that two points. So I think it's pretty encouraging. That's it. I was sort of the opposite. After the game, I was absolutely filthy. Oh, yeah. And then I, I sort of slowly come around. And I saw, what got me was just those missed opportunities in that first, like the, not that it was a mistake, but just those, like a try that, that two of us are shit break and then... Ball drifts forward. I've got to try there. There's a couple of missed opportunities, and I, mean, I sort of knew it was like that's going to cost us. And for whatever reason, it may have, and we lost. And I was filthy. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was disappointing. They could have put it away up 24-12. They had all the running, and a few opportunities to go even further up after that, and just couldn't really put anything together. Um, yeah, but after looking at it with a cooler temper later on, that they did get in there, and then like you alluded to. The fact that Blake Green was out so late, uh, yeah, they they done a pretty bloody good job. Um, yeah, as you already mentioned, two of us Sheik, he was enormous again. Um, I thought Tohu Harris was just about the best player on the field. I loved his game. He didn't get too many plaudits afterwards, but I thought he was brilliant. Um, 
Lachlan Burr again pretty strong. Um, and yeah, isn't he? He's making. We were doubters, and it's just just proving yeah. probably why he should be there. He's just a great man, isn't he? Yeah, and good. And a couple of offloads that one that led to Jazz Tavanga's try. So. Yeah, but got a bit more to his game than, than just being a, a workhorse. And young Chanel, I thought he went really well, besides obviously uh, struggled to sort of run the game in that last 20 minutes. But otherwise, I thought he was really confident and, yeah. and classy again. I'm perfectly fine with him staying there. He's gonna be a, I reckon he's going to be a real good foil to him and Blake Green. He might not set the world alight like Johnson. We always park back to Johnson. But I reckon, yeah, I reckon he's got something, and he's just comfortable. He doesn't mind getting his hands on the ball and running a play. He's, he gets involved quite often. Yeah, yeah, keep him there. Yeah, I feel like he's got a lot more to show, too, that he's not overplaying his hand at the moment. But I know that talent's in there somewhere and ready to explode at some point. So hopefully yeah. we see that. Uh, on the negative side, uh, <laughs> Cutter, Solomon <laughs> Cutter, again, uh, not his best. Um and Adam Blair uh, sort of looked at the tackle count, 37, he topped the tackle count, which is good, but then looked at the stats, only two runs in 80 minutes. That's pretty ordinary, really. Uh, What's he doing t- out there while we're on attack? Where is he? Yeah, I know. Uh, it's uh, grabbing a beer. Yeah, that's pretty unacceptable, really. And looking again at the, at the highlights later, there was uh, two appalling defensive reads where he jammed in, on a, on a player with the ball that was well covered by his inside man, that created the overlap and, and two of those tries in the second half for South uh, were directly because of that. So, yeah, not his best work. And, and Cutter uh, barely touched the ball either. So, um, yeah, maybe top... Blair ju- is just get, starting to get old now. Yeah, I'm not sure what what it is, but yeah, just uh, again. Yeah. But Carter, be... oh, what's starting to really wind me up about Carter? He's stymieing the reigning top try scorer in the comp. He's dragging Fusatua. Like, we could have had four or five tries out of Fuss this time last year. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Fuss is catching a cold out there on the wing, um, not getting any ball. Exactly what we feared would happen with uh, what happened to Big Ken last year. Uh, Fuss just isn't getting the ball. And, yeah, they've put, got put a... Beal out there. Beal's got to go in. We need, a, we need just a link, man, between... Da-da-da and Fuss. Yeah. We don't need anything else happening between that. The ball should be getting to Fuss as quick as possible. Yeah, or get bring Beal in and put Haku back out there. Um, they had a great combination last year, Haku and Fusatoa. Uh, just seems like the obvious way to go, I think. But Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something needs to happen because he's dragging a few people down with him now. Uh, I thought we'd go over a couple of uh, issues that have popped up in the NRL this week. Um Looks like, well, actually the NRL have come out and said that uh, nothing has been decided yet, but South Sydney are confident of uh, getting a salary cap exemption for Inglis's retirement. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Obviously, there's players get injured. have got a couple of players out for the season where there won't be any salary cap concessions. What would your thoughts be on South Sydney getting that cap concession if, um, if Inglis, well, following Inglis's retirement? Yeah, I'm not too bothered by that, to be honest. Not too bothered. Who are they going to get? Who would they pick up? There is talk that uh, James Roberts could potentially be a pick-up. He could be a bit surplus to requirements in in Brisbane 
Um, so he's. I, I don't. I don't even mind if he goes there either because I don't think he would, he's half the player English is. All right, we'll move on. Doesn't matter uh, according to that. So <laughs> give them, give them the captaincy. Did you have other thoughts? <laughs> no, I just I can definitely see why other clubs would be uh, a little bit, a little bit off that, or you know whether it opens a can of worms and potentially even you know clubs might try and um, you know fast track players' retirements if they haven't yeah. had a slow start or a bit hobbled by injury. Is that, is that what happened with Brett Stewart? Back in the day, well, that yeah, they couldn't, and Matai at the same time, they couldn't. They tried and they to were, get a they medical retirement, allowed. and they yeah weren't allowed to get any cap concessions. Oh, well, that's set a precedent. They need to stick to it then. Yeah, it is. A, it's an interesting one, and I'd hate to see it happen just because it's English. Um, but yeah, yeah and South, they yeah. friggin' love South. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Bennett being there probably doesn't. Oh, yeah, gee whiz, the trifecta. <laughs> They'll give them twice the cap. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'll probably take two of us to shake off us for the rest of the year. <laughs> take them off the Warriors, give them to the Rabbitohs. Uh, now, I don't know if this is uh, this might be a wee bit too uh, controversial or heady for us, but Jack DeBallon back in court, and it's starting to look like he might be allowed to play again because of... Uh, because the NRL, you know, because their lawyers are, are tying the NRL up in knots, and and he might uh, be playing by next week, um, as early as next week. What? Yeah. So an interesting one that one for me. And I was watching NRL three hundred and sixty last night and getting all wound up about Paul Crawley. He his argument was uh, because well, obviously the the innocent till proven guilty thing, blah blah blah. But he said it's different to being a teacher or or someone like that because they're a football player and they've only got a, a finite amount of time to make money in their career. To me, that, <laughs> that didn't make any sense to me. It, it, that Jack DeBallon's making what a teacher makes in a decade per year. <laughs> i got no sympathy on that score. Um, and I just feel like the position, he, if he's guilty or not, the position he's put himself in... Um, has put the game into disrepute, and that should be the end of, end of the story. Exactly, he's tarnishing. It's going to be NRL. Let's Jack Devalin back in. Da da da. NRL that. No way. Who cares what he is? Yeah, like, if you if you're getting the shit, you're getting the shit, and you got to deal with it. I don't care who you are. <laughs> the best case scenario is that he that he's that's a consensual situation. From what I can understand, a consensual situation, and he's got a pregnant wife at home. That's all pretty well known. So that's there's a bad look for the game, even if the absolute best case scenario for Jack DeBallon's innocence is actually the truth. So for me, he can stand down, cop his cash from the Dragons or not, but um, yeah, I just if he comes out, he, play, he might play Origin again, might represent Australia, and and if it does come back that he's, he is convicted, then it's a shocking look for the game, and I just think for the greater good, just got to play this one safe, but... Yeah. If, if you if you were accused of this, even if you were innocent, would you come every week and do this podcast, or would you sort of be trying to tidy up your shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, yeah. what's he doing? Go sort your shit out, get it sorted, and then come back and see us. Yeah, it's not like he's banned from a gym or banned from training. <laughs> <laughs> might prolong his career. I, I just not allowed at blockbuster video. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, to me, I just think it, the common sense should prevail here and, uh, you know, yeah. they, they look like they're going get to get off on a technicality, which is a shame. 
anyway, back on to more football-related uh, things. The New South Wales, it's almost time to start thinking about origin teams. Origin's only five or six weeks away. Uh, and the halves for New South Wales, at the start of the season, you would have thought Maloney and Cleary walk-up start steered New South Wales to a long-awaited win last year. Uh, had a great year. Well, most of the year they're very good for Penrith. Um, this year they're struggling, struggling big time for the Panthers. And Luke Carey and Cody Walker are screaming out for oh, goals, aren't they? So yeah, where would you go with this one? Do you stick, oh. give give the loyalty to Cleary and Maloney, or do you uh, just throw the baby out with the bathwater and go for the form players? No, I think state of origin. I don't think you can stay loyal if someone's playing that bad. And if two players are playing as good as Walker and Carrier, that Kerry just seems to be taking the right option every single time. Yeah, it's a be an interesting one though. They're both number sixes. I know it doesn't make too much yeah. difference these days, but you know that probably not, neither of them are quite a genuine seven at the moment. Do can they, you know, both work as a as an? They probably game? they probably can't. And we're probably in a fantasy land thinking they will be the halves, but geez, wouldn't it be good to see? I think they might go uh, a foot in each camp and maybe retain Cleary being the, the youngster, the probably the future of New South Wales, and, and give uh, Cleary the 5'8 spot. Yeah, it's I a think you could be right. And then Walker, Walker. 18th, 18th man. Well, maybe even a, um, maybe even 14th man. I guess Peachy played that role pretty well last year, but... He'd have to be in the mix. You can imagine him being a bit of a shop weapon, Cody Walker. So, yeah, it'd be good to see him get a run at some stage because, man, he was Would be. amazing last week. So, Especially with Cock, you've got a combination there. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, club combinations do mean plenty. And obviously Adam Reynolds probably can't be counted out of the, the halfback mix if they are going to go for a general uh, He's playing set. better this year, eh? Yeah, yeah. Sort of got that chance at Origin 11 went off the boil a bit, but Ooh. certainly in there. Um, we've got uh, a bit of mailbag time again, um, and a couple of couple. Oh, this scares me. Last week's people; those <laughs> questions are so good. It's it was things about league I'd never even thought of. It's like, shit, whiz! I'm supposed. Am I supposed to know this? Well, this probably isn't um, going to be your cup of tea then, because it's a very good question. <laughs> now we've got we've got a question from a good mate Tally. He's uh, he's texted in and and said. Um, Brian Smith and Peter O'Sullivan are obviously blindsided by Johnson's departure. Uh, for mine, they probably uh, helped exacerbate it a bit, but you know, I'd take the point. And, but surely at some stage we need to question the roster strength and depth. Um, Tom Harris is a good buyer, but based on early season form, not playing at his storm level. We sent this before Saturday's game where I thought Tohu was outstanding. Um, Adam Blair was an overpay. You'd definitely have to say that's... Uh, an understatement, um, and Beal and Hicker have been brought back as well, and, and Luke and Foran as well. Uh, and, he, and so the question is, is this recruitment of Kiwi players good or bad for the Warriors? Do you think they're over-relying on buying back the farm? I, I, I'd like to see a few more Aussies through the team, personally. Yeah, it just seems I, I, to be, buy, to, to a certain extent, buying Kiwis for the sake of buying Kiwis. Yeah, yeah, whatever Kiwis come Especially last season, it's actually crazy who they shopped into the squad during the off-season. And it's just signings that you never heard of, but it's just another, just buh, 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 buh. 
average yeah. Joe Kiwi player. Well, not average Joe. That's so bad to say, but just yeah, funny boys. Yeah, you just see, you have to you do get the feeling they're maybe paying overs for for Kiwi guys that. But, uh, like that Cherrington's a classic example. Why did they sign that Manaya Cherrington a while ago? Yeah, never even played first grade. Um, There's another guy from the Broncos who's already back in Queensland. His name escapes me at the moment, but he came back and played reserve grade. Um, yeah, you, you need depth, obviously, but be good to good to mix it up a bit. Obviously, the best Warriors teams of the past have had a fair smattering of Aussie players, so. Yeah, gee, I reckon we we really need a Cam Murray type uh, lock. We need a a mobile lock, yeah, and a half. I reckon we're pretty good otherwise. But yeah. we just need you bringing up last week the what you get, what you're getting out of the other locks in the comp, and far out. That's what we need the money to go to. I think. And he does have a an. Uh, follow-up question on that one. Where do you rank the Warriors roster in terms of the competition? He's saying fairly low down the ladder, uh, sort of around the the ranks of the Titans, Bulldogs and Tigers. Even, I don't want to say it's a little bit harsh on the Tigers. Um, without Johnson that roster, that obviously they've got a million dollars to spend, but at the moment they haven't. So where does that leave their roster at the moment? Uh, does seem a little bit thin on, on you know, genuine um, sort of peak of their career talent. Besides. Yeah, I, I sort of put them, club them in that sort of uh, your Canberra's, your Parameters. They're definitely not in the top half. Yeah, it's, and it's all about roster management. We've supposedly got the gun uh, recruitment manager and Peter O'Sullivan. Haven't really seen him do a hell of a lot. Hope, hopefully we see him do something now that he's actually got a bit of money to play with. Yeah. When, when does Blair's contract run to? He's still got another year after this year. Uh, is he? Chewing up a reported 600 or so thousand of the cash. See, I see, I see something quite interesting the other day. They're actually going to forward pay some of their contracts for next season. Do you see that? No. Because they've got the million. They're trying to sort it out. Because they've got the million from Johnson, but ah. that was to be spent this year. They're going to pay. They're thinking of paying some players maybe double their contract this year, so that's next year's wage, and then they don't have to pay them next year, and they get that much more money for the salary cap. I like that. It almost seems like something. It's real good. It almost seems like something the NRL would try and um, try and block, but oh, that's something something South could be doing now, though. Yeah, South could go that option. Yeah. So it's obvious. Like it's so if they've done that, we effectively have next year would have. You'd think to have up to two million extra. Yeah, that might sort of be admitting that this team can't win the comp this year. But I almost think that's kind of a little bit of a given. If we're yeah, being entirely fine. honest, um, and yeah, if you had you know an extra, even if you had one point five million to bolster your roster for next year, it's it's getting you two or three awesome players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting. Um, next question on the mailbag the, from the mailbag. Um, speaking. Hey, cheers, Tally, mate. Yeah, good work, Tally. Keep him coming. Um, <laughs> we've got Mike Duncan. Uh, he's he's taken a few days off the walk. Uh, so go to if you haven't heard about this, go to three ry.co.nz. It's three reasons why uh, our mate Mike is walking the length of New Zealand to raise awareness and funds for uh, mental health 
prostate cancer and uh, spinal cord injuries, and he's he's halfway there. He's at the top of the South Island, just taking a wee bit of a break. So he's been catching up on uh, on the NRL and the Warriors and peppering us with a few questions. But this one, he's he's noticed he's a big Clint Gutherson fan. He's seen that the Eels are. They're mucking around with his contract a bit and, and Gutherson's about to go on the open market. He's wondering if he could potentially be a Warriors target uh, for the halves. God, I'd love him. You know, we've seen I'd him play him. a fair bit of 5'8", and he goes real good there, I think. Oh, he, he goes good, especially now he's injury-free. Yeah. Sort of got, had those first few years just niggling him, getting niggled with injuries. God, yeah. he's a good player. If I was Parramatta, I'd be doing everything to hold on to him. Yeah, I can, it doesn't seem like the kind of guy that would move to New Zealand. Um, nah, doesn't. I'm glad he sorted out his hair as well. Yeah. Those first three or four seasons, he had the worst hairdresser in Sydney. Well, so yeah. it's just he's just going up and up. I do like it as a potential target for the Warriors in the sense that if he come over as a 5'8", him and Green for a year, Green retires at the end of next year. Sorry, Greeny, you might be keen to go around again, but... And then by that stage, Chanel, who I'm picking, is going to be the one that sort of does come through uh, to claim an eventual half spot. Has that extra year to sort of pop in and out of first grade, uh, you know, get 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 a bit more to his game, a bit more maturity, and then 2021, it's Gutherson and Harris DeVita. I like it. That would be quite nice, but, wouldn't it? Yeah, I, I really like Clint Gutherson. I, uh, I get the feeling he's probably aiming for a... A number one jumper, um, so yeah, that, and and probably some high high profile club. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. And not, I think, and I think not he moving could away take from everyone through else. a lot of clubs next year. Yeah, well, Manly's the big tip, but they've got Tom Trebojevic, so he's kind of in the same. And position. Lisa, thinking the half thing as yeah, well. Yeah, they do need a five eight. So does he prefer fullback? Does he? I, I guess so. Uh, yeah, maybe he's happy, maybe he'd be happy to play in the halves. And geez, well, how good would it be to have someone that could slot in if Roger was out as oh, good? Yeah, as, that's and, exactly what I think too. Although I will say in Peter Hicko's defence, he has overperformed when he's gone to fullback in in the past. Um, don't dish out too many compliments to to Hicko, but yeah, it's been my take. He's impressed when he's gone to fullback. Yeah, he's a funny funny old player, Hicko, isn't he? He's like mm. a, a good Chris Nunn, isn't he? Yeah, sort of, yeah. you know, like half better than Christian Nunu. Yeah, he uh, he looks like he's always going at half pace, but he's actually pretty good. He, he did you know he made it made thirty four tackles playing at five eight last week. That's I see that. I see. Is that because I'm just running at him? Yeah, just, yeah, maybe he, he did miss a few, but man, if you're a five eight making thirty four tackles, I can... literally seen him shove someone in the back trying to tackle. <laughs> he tried to be like the big kid at the playground, just push them flat to the ground. Like that was him trying to tackle. He just pushed them in the back. Was, Unreal. We started off complimenting him, and now we're slapping. <laughs> <him, so. laughs> uh, moving on to, we'll, we'll get stuck into our round six preview. Uh, Man, this week is an absolute tipster's nightmare. Some real flip-of-the-coin games. Starting off with Sharks and the Panthers down at Shark Park on Thursday night. Uh, both teams in need of a win. Um, Sharks have lost a couple on the trot. Penrith lost to the Titans last week, so they're both under a wee bit of pressure. Um, how do you see this one going? Uh, I, I, I don't think the Sharks are as bad as the team as the Panthers are. I think the Sharks will take this one out. They have won. They have lost a couple in a row, but Panthers are Panthers are boring. 
Yeah, their back line, that's so dangerous. But I saw, uh, saw a stat today saying they've only got, they've scored one try between them and made 38 errors. That's not, <laughs> it's not a good ratio. Have <laughs> they? Yeah. Uh, which seems crazy, but I didn't bother to check, check the stat out. But, you know, it must be close to right. And that's yeah, just it's insane for a back line that can just tear teams to shreds on their day. Um, Jeez, even the 2016 Newcastle backline would have better stats than yeah, that. Yeah, I reckon too. Uh, Johnson up against Maloney, the old 2011 grand final teammates. Interesting number six battle there. But Johnson probably a bit quiet last week in his return from injury against a very good Roosters side, obviously. But and Maloney needs some form. Paul Gallen back um, for the Sharks. That's big, obviously. And James Tamo made the Panthers captain. Interesting call. <laughs> Um, so, yeah. From who? Who's usually captain? Well, they had a, about a 22-man captaincy oh, rotation. He's done that again. Clearly loves that, yeah, doesn't he? No, uh, but he's he's settled on Jimmy Tama. So Tama, hmm, what an interesting yeah, one. It's a strange one, isn't it? Seems more like the strong, silent type, but obviously he's a bit of a leader, and we'll see if it makes any difference. But yeah, I'm going sharks too. Um, and moving on to Good yeah. Friday, the traditional. Bulldogs Rabbitohs clash um, always seems to to bring in a bit extra feeling, probably a, l- a little bit with the with the Bulldogs not going so well takes a sting out of this one. But um, yeah, big crowd hopefully out there and it's always a good one to watch. It's, yeah, didn't yeah. the dogs crash to earth with a loud thud last week? Yeah, I didn't see that coming at all. They were neither did appalling. I. Um, yeah, really need to to bounce back. And maybe, you know, obviously they're going to have a few ups and downs. Being a very young squad with questionable quality, but yeah, that, that was that was pretty bad. And Souths, um, obviously they they uh, did us in the end last week, but they're certainly not at their best. Um, they didn't play that great, did they? Really? No, no, it was on the swung game. on the they brilliance of Walker. They could have slaughtered us. Yeah, uh, swung on the brilliance of Walker and Damien Cook. Uh, they're probably going to need a bit more than that. Um, but yeah, yeah, they should take this one out. I still, yeah, I still think they're better than the dogs as well. They're a better team than I give them credit for. I think. Yeah. Obviously, trying to prove themselves as a as a contender up there with uh, the other two teams that are squaring off on Friday night. Storm and Roosters, runaway favourites uh, for to play each other in the grand final at this stage. Um, both been super impressive. Storm still unbeaten, is that right? And yeah. Roosters just that first loss and have been absolutely on fire building every week so this should be an absolute classic really they were ridiculous the Roosters Hmm. god they played some good footy they try that simple one where Kerry sort of broke through and any other time a player would sort of look outside for the support but then that inside pass he knew Kronk was there it was so simple and that's exactly what he should have done but he done it perfectly yeah uh, they're pretty terrifying team to come up against and yeah the Storm got their work cut out but I can't wait for this one uh, Cameron Munster I'm absolutely loving at the moment up against Luke Carey uh, great battle there yeah see I'm into Carey yeah it's, um, yeah, it's going to be pretty amazing where is it? Uh, in, down in Melbourne so slight advantage in that respect uh, also looking forward to James Tedesco against Jarome Hughes I've been really impressed with Hughes stepping into to Billy's yeah, number he's, one. He's shirt. nice to watch, eh? Yeah, classy player. Bit of a 
maybe a New Zealand bolter this year at some point. Oh, I uh, think so. I think so. Um, and yeah, a couple of big ends. Uh, Werner Valo back on the wing for Melbourne and Borea Hargreaves after a couple of games out back for the Roosters. I'm probably going to have to tip the Roosters, probably only because I like them a bit more, but down in Melbourne this this should go to the wire and obviously they've got a bit of a point to prove with uh, last year's grand final loss. Yeah, same, same. Roosters, I think, will do the deed here. It's a shame it's not a Sunday afternoon or something, this one, eh? Yeah, the late... Would have really, like, get set up on a nice day, sort of nice arvo for this game. And the other annoying thing is because the Good Friday Bulldogs game is on at 6 o'clock our time, we've got to twiddle our thumbs for two hours until the... after that finishes until the Storm game, so... Yeah. Oh, that's sad. That's a nuisance. Yeah, that sucks. Screw tradition. I know. Just, just bump it up. <laughs> um... Who's Saturday? Saturday we kick off with uh, with our boys, the Warriors against the Cowboys at Mount Smart. Um, yeah, interesting one. This one, obviously, Warriors looking to bounce back. We don't want to slip to a 2-4 and four record. That would look, look like a bit of a hill to climb for this team, I think. Um, bit of a must win. Yeah. No, I think there's been a, a little bit of a change in the Warriors the last couple of weeks, and if they keep changing those small increments, that they'll be too good for the Cowboys at home. Yeah, build on what they did last week for the first 60 minutes, and I think they should be faster. The Cowboys just don't have that same ability to, you know, to to get a big roll of momentum at the moment without Tamalolo and with Michael Morgan not able to dominate their back lines an absolute pigsty. Um, and now no McDonald in, in there. They've, I think they've got Ben Hampton on the wing. Justin O'Neill's come back on another wing. Um, yeah, not too much to like about that back. This has Maguire playing? Yeah, he, he got off with a fine, unbelievably. He should be sitting down for a couple of months. But Yeah, yeah. what a filth bag. He's yeah. a, he does, I like him as a player, but every now and then he does these dirtbag things once or twice a year. Yeah, that's that's bottom of the barrel, grabbing at yeah. someone's eyes, let alone someone that you played rep footy with. Um, I never once thought to dig my finger into someone's no, eye playing footy. I have, yeah, call, call me old-fashioned, but... <laughs> yeah, just wasn't an option. <laughs> yeah, so it's a weird one. It was just so blatant as well, like you can't get away with that. So, um, but he has, but... Imagine touching an eyeball. Yuck. I well, couldn't do it for that fact. Well, I wear contacts, so it's actually not that big a deal, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I wouldn't want to go around touching other people's eyeballs. Yeah. Um, there we some. There we some. Yeah. But he, so he got it off with a fine, which is unbelievable when you think about someone like... And I'm sure Maguire's got priors. He's a oh, he'd have to. player. Have to. Um, you know, Sam Lasorno sat down for... Two weeks recently, on can't remember what it was, but it would have been far more minor than raking at someone's eyeball. <laughs> so, yeah, the system's a wee bit broken there. But back to the game, Cowboys in all sorts of trouble. Can't score points. Showed a bit of spirit against uh, the Storm at home last week, but you can't see them coming over here and um, doing too much. Uh, the Warriors sweating on Blake Green. I'm guessing by the looks of their reserve bench, um, the, they'll go with the same change if if Blake Green is ruled out with Hicku going to five eight and Beal getting a start in the centres. Um, Patrick Herbert 
an interesting inclusion on the in the 22 just creeping ever so slightly closer to a NRL debut um, yeah yeah I actually watched him last week the first time in oh, the yeah. reserve grade yeah he's a pretty sharp player isn't he yeah he's, he's just got something a bit extra about him and he does have a good pass on him too he's not just a he's like a fast hickey yeah <laughs> Well, we can definitely do with that. And he's, yeah, he's a bit bulky and, yeah, I'm not sure what his defence is like. But... Yeah, he looked clever, looked yeah. quite smart. And, yeah. yeah, no, I liked it. Um, and Nate Roach as well in that reserve contingent. So, yeah, I'm dying to see, especially with um, Kearney playing his fourth forward uh, with so few minutes, whether he will bring Nate Roach into that full-strength bench when he's back and fully fit. Oh, that'd be good. Play, that would be jazz. good. Although Jazz has been very good, I thought, the last couple of weeks, mostly going at hooker and scored a good try last week. Um, yeah, looking a bit more slick, obviously. He's, he's playing real good, yeah. And I reckon, yeah, I reckon he's just going to carry on now. I think Jazz started off slow, but I reckon he might have a bit of momentum now after, if he had to shift back to the back row or whatever. I think he's yeah. going to be sweet. He's better suited there, I think, still, and, and wants to play there too, so... Um, yeah, I'd just see this one, obviously, yeah, Cowboys also Scott Bolton back after, um, getting a bit handsy last year and getting in trouble for it, so he's, he's back after a, a suspension. He's the last player that I, I know, get yeah. handsy, not old Scotty, yeah. who? Scotty, really? Yeah, yeah, I know, just such a salt of the earth bloke, um. Scotty, poor old Scotty yeah. had a couple. Got hit. Probably the only time he's ever done anything. He had some new spirit that he had never had before, and it just played with him. He got caught straight away. Oh, He'll never touch a drop again, Scotty. Uh, well, so yeah, good to see him back. I've always been a, <laughs> a fan of a, as a player, but um, yeah, just can't see the Warriors losing this one, or if they do, really have to start looking at things because. They can't afford to lose another one, and there's a couple of guys under big pressure to, to hold their spot as well. So, um, hopefully, we get the win. I think probably 10 points is 10 to 14 points, probably fair enough. That'd be a pass mark from mm. me. I don't know. Well, I think that's all we need to say about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Who, who's, who's on after that? This is Dra- the good point. Dragons, yeah, straight into Dragons, Sea Eagles. Interesting one. Both teams on a three game roll after. 0-2 starts, so um, not convinced on either team, although the Dragons were pretty uh, pretty ruthless last week against the Bulldogs, and Manly put away Newcastle without too much trouble. Yeah, I'm not convinced on either of these teams either, but they are on streaks, so they must be doing something right, but I don't know, you could chuck a blanket over this game, I think. I, don't, I, just, I wouldn't have a clue. Might be a bit more golden point for the Dragons. This really yeah. has that sort of feel about it. Um, it does. Now, they've been talking about Daly Cherry Evans as, man, as Queensland captain, potentially. Nah. Um, he's not likeable. Yeah, I think this is a good point. I think he's probably just still too polarising. He'll definitely get selected at seven, I think. He's, he's Queenslanders want a Queenslander. Yeah. For the, for the F captain, just yeah. some Queenslander, not bloody Daily Cherry Evans. There's a bit of a groundswell for Cameron Munster to to get the call up. See, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, another interesting one surrounding these teams. Last night on 360, they said Paul McGregor's um, contract extension is imminent. Going to get 
re-sign to the end of 2021, make him the longest-serving Dragon coach ever, or St. George Illawarra Dragons coach. Um, but premature, I, I would have thought. Probably could have given a, another few weeks to see how that goes. <laughs> Don't they always do this, McGregor, though? Like, that he signed the contract and they... They, yeah. they go to shit. I, I don't know. He must be better than I think he is. He, he absolutely has to be, and he seems to have a fair bit of support from the uh, from the old journos and stuff too. But I never liked him as a player, and I wonder if that's transferred yeah, to him as a coach. Yeah, maybe. Um, it just seems a, a weird one to me. It's not like other clubs are keen for him. And <laughs> <laughs> no, no offence, but I don't think that there'd be anyone beating his door down. You know, they've had two golden point wins over Brisbane and Newcastle, who are both struggling, and then a win over the Bulldogs. And it's not, I don't know if it's it's quite time to uh, to be thrown down for another two years. So. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're right. It is a strange move at this time of year. Um, but, okay, this one I've got uh, Jerry Evans and golden point to win it. Oh, actually, that's not a bad option. I'll go Norman to break some sort of record for another golden point. Yeah, that's, that'd be something, wouldn't it? Three and four weeks. Uh, so that's it for Saturday because we've got a Monday game. So into into Sunday, uh, four o'clock, our first four o'clock Sunday game of the oh, year. Nice. It'll be good. It's been kind of hard to wait around all day to six o'clock on a Sunday and then watch back-to-back games. And, it has, and I've been lighting the fire and I sort of sit on the couch and just like, oh, wish it was a game of footy on. Yeah, exactly. So, um, well, your prayers have been answered. Titans and Knights. <laughs> <laughs> the blockbuster. Bl- Match blockbuster. Of the round. I don't mind either of these teams, actually. That, no. I don't mind watching them on a Sunday, either. Yeah, got some players I like watching. Obviously, the Don, Edric Lee. I'd, I hope they, well, they'd be lining up on the same side. Wouldn't that be something? Oh, wouldn't it? Mm. Wouldn't it do? Old Edric made a couple of cock-ups in the weekend again, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Jeez things are fall, falling apart for him after having some big when, rats. When's the pressure going to come on Nathan Brown? Yeah, I think a good team? if he loses this, that gives him, I think, a one-in-five record and all of a sudden you're starting to think about you know next season. So, yeah. yeah, that's huge, huge pressure on him. Um, one guy who we've both got a massive rap on, but Jesse Ramian, he has been anonymous since he went up to Newcastle. I, I see that, but he's got the second most tackle breaks in the comp. Does he? At 28. Really? Yes, I was looking at this today, and I thought he'd been just invisible. I think Sheik's got 35. Yeah, And yeah. he's second or third with 28 tackle breaks. That's amazing. I honestly have barely so, seen so, anything. Where are these wingers and halves off of him when he's breaking these tackles and getting through the line? Unless it's those ones where he gets to the line, bumps off, runs backwards and sideways and gets like... <laughs> yeah, like Jesse Hasley used to. He used to call him the crab. <laughs> you only have to do that four or five times and, and these are 28 tackle breaks. Yeah, you could um, be right too. But maybe he's going better than that. Um, yeah, an interesting game this one. Jared Wallace out suspended. Shannon Boyd is back, though, to counteract that. And Herman Isaisa comes in for Aidan Guerra in the Knights. Um, but otherwise, this, yeah, really, probably both teams desperate. Obviously, Titans coming in with a bit of momentum. Knights feeling the heat a bit more than the Titans will be, but both with one and four records. So, yeah, I got Knights. I got the Knights on this. 
Yeah, I think I'm going to go Titans here. I just don't haven't seen enough points in the in the Knights. Um, you can always turn on a dime with players like Ponger in the side, but uh, I'm going with the Titans. Titans. Ash Taylor playing? Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah. He is? Yeah. Oh. Um, oh, well, someone's going to be wrong there. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's right. You've done, you've done the math on that one. <laughs> There's no teams left after we both pick one each. So, um, This is the game we're probably looking forward to most this weekend. Outside the Warriors game is Raiders-Broncos um, down in Canberra. Ooh. Six o'clock our time. Uh, I'd like to see the Raiders flog the Broncos in this. Would you? I th- I'm Ooh. still waiting for the Broncos to just click a bit. They, they ain't going to do nothing. Yeah. Nothing. I still think they'll make the finals. Do you? Yeah, I think it'll turn for them, and it's it's shaping as another of those super even comps. They'll get on a roll at some stage. Might not be right now, especially with the way Canberra play. But I was thinking today. Imagine if Milford was at the Warriors on a million a season. Oh, because what Johnson done? Yeah, and he copped the shit for all that. A hundred percent. One hundred percent. There's yeah similar money, and there's no way. Johnson has ever played this consistent as consistently bad as Milford is playing right now. Oh, Seabo's got to make some changes soon, yeah. man. He's just got to shake up that spine. Maybe bring Does he what? Sean Osa. I liked your. Um, I think you had Boyd going in somewhere, center. and yeah, center and Bird to five eight. Uh, Milford back to fullback. I like that one because Milford is just doing nothing. At, at um, oh. and yeah, Bird's a pretty authoritative player and a bit more size too I think probably could be who was that young fella that you just mentioned as well uh, Sean O'Sullivan is the guy they brought up from the Roosters yeah. probably got a I like I like, I like work at him as well and I like I wouldn't mind seeing even Nick Arima back on the bench in that role he, utility he played that when they made the grand final in 2015 he was great then McCulloch is not quite as dynamic and he never was super dynamic but he's a little bit too up and down and be uh, straight up and down that pace change could be huge for the Broncos. Yeah, like I mean, it's probably he's still like Nickarima, and he set up a great or started and finished a great try last week, and he's still got that spark. I still wouldn't have minded him coming to the Warriors as a as a four for Green, but um, yeah, he's, and he's running for a hundred meters a game from halfback, which is impressive, but just not getting enough out of yeah. him as an organizer. He's a higher type player to me. I think. Yeah. He, Best suited just with that punch off the bench, just to change the pace of a game. Yeah, good comparison there, actually. And speaking of guys that have played a fair bit of fullback, Charles Nick Clodstad just keeps on doing it for the Raiders. Um, love that signing. He's, <laughs> he's got to be. He's, you he's, love him. He's, he's in the mix for buy of the year. Yeah, he's even. run for the seventh most metres in the yeah, comp. That's pretty good for someone that's barely got a run in first grade. Yeah, uh, before this yeah. year, so good. It'll be chance. interesting. I see Brad Abbey's due back in a week or so. <laughs> well, it'd be tempting. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see what they do. But Chance has done nothing wrong. There's no way they could get rid of him. Yeah, oh, yeah, exactly. He's, um, I think he's got that spot for the season. You know, barring a major form slump. And the Jack, Raiders. Jack, Jack... Oh, sorry. Go no, you go. Jack White is a centre and nothing else, eh? <laughs> Yeah, nothing else but they got Lolo. there's no room for them at Canberra yeah. they got Leilua and Croker which they're never going to shift out they'd be better off with 
Whiten on the wing and Rapana playing five eight. Who's got more game smarts than Whiten? Um, yeah, it's, it's a weird one, but and interesting. Sam Williams still holding on to that number seven. It's a hard one for Caesar, obviously coming back from injury, but Williams um, doing the job there in the Raiders' defence. 44 points in five games. It's insane. Unreal, isn't it? Unreal. They give up 45, 44 points in their sleep last year. Um, <laughs> they give, uh, they concede 44 points on bye week, but this year they're the defensive benchmark. It's crazy. Two, I think that two English steel in the Ford pack is a key. Mm. Yeah, everyone, and he's been awesome, John Bateman, but Alec Whitehead is such a valuable oh. player. Yeah, you know, you, definitely. Yeah, um, he's... Of a Tohu Harris type, but 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 more mongrel. I'd like to see Tohu get a bit angrier out there. Um, who who's you, who you got in this? Yeah, I've, I've initially come in thinking Broncos could jag an upset, but yeah, I think Canberra. It's hard yeah. to go against what they've put up so far this season. Hopefully, I'm hoping for a good game, good entertaining game. Yeah, um, Matt Lodge out for the Broncos too, so Payne Harrison to the starting team. Uh, last game of the weekend on Monday afternoon, or 6 o'clock our time, the Bankwest Stadium opener between Parramatta and West Tigers. The traditional, oh, is it the opening of the stadium? Yeah, traditional Easter Monday clash between these teams. Um, and I'm, this, I'm excited about the game, but I'm more excited about seeing Parramatta not playing out of ANZ anymore. It's going to be great seeing them yeah. at a stadium that's reasonably full again. Um, and it looks like a pretty cool stadium. It does. What does this joint hold? What uh, sort I think of it's probably around the thirty thousand mark. Nice. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I've missed watching them play at sort of whatever the Parramatta Stadium was called, just their home mm-hmm. ground. That yeah. other thing, people just get lost in the middle of that field in yeah. a big stadium. Yeah. So great for Parramatta fans. Big game for both teams. Uh, the Eels were blanked by the Raiders last week. Uh, Brad Arthur's swung the axe a wee bit, dropped David Gower and Kane Evans off his bench, brought in Ray Stone and Oregon Kalfusi. Um, Ray Stone? Yeah. Wouldn't be a wrestler? <laughs> Sounds like one of those wrestlers that on the weekly wrestling that they'd bring in to like fight the, the good guys when there's like no main event. Just like the, David Horowitz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> Just uh, for Hulk to beat on for two minutes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, not don't know too much about him, but interesting couple of calls there after just the one loss. From Brad Arthur, um, Tigers unchanged after their get out of jail winning in Brisbane last week. Um, Who would have thought Michael Cheekan would have tore someone apart to win, seal the deal? That was uh, good for him, and he uh, it's a career highlight. But it, it was almost That's like it. one of those Facebook videos where they, where, when the kids are playing basketball and they <laughs> keep, keep, you know, just. Sort of shepherd the the kid, the little kid into into scoring. It was be careful where you go with it. <laughs> it was crazy. They just held <laughs> off on these strong these Z grade dummies and um, somehow found a way terrible. through. And uh, Darius Boyd just fell over. It was extraordinary. But that's how bad the Bronx played. Yeah. Yeah, so something's got to change up there. But, back but I'm looking times. forward to this game. That's yeah, a good same. game to finish the weekend. Two quite likeable teams. Um, Potential yeah. of giving the ball a bit of air. Yeah, yeah. Good entertaining players. A few fiery characters. Gutherson and Reynolds and co. So, yeah, looking forward to this. I'll tip the Tigers. I'll Just. go the Eels. Okay. 
Um, and that's it for round six. Spot there in the end. Um, I do have a quick stats corner for you, if you've got time. Yeah, I've always got time. Always got time, Will. you got a jingle? Jingle for us? Yeah. <laughs> stats corner. Beautiful. Uh, so we'll keep this one fairly short, or as short as possible, but uh, I thought I'd look at the longest tried droughts in Warriors history for individual players. Um, you know, a few interesting ones. Not surprisingly, they're all front rows, but uh, I'll run you through them. Though I thought of this because uh, Bunty Afara is currently on a 34-game try drought after scoring. He scored two tries in his first NRL start back in 2016, but he is on a 34-game drought at the moment, so he could climb this leaderboard by the season, by the time the season's out. Uh, but coming in at number five, we've got. Big Joe Wagner, 51 games, 1996-98, didn't get across the stripe. That's surprising. Mm, yeah, he did. It seemed like the kind of front row that would get over a wee bit. Yeah, you know, yeah. This one will surprise no one. 55 games, Brady Malam, 1996 Jeez, oh, he was one of the most boring players ever, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he, he actually uh, he tackled his guts out. Tackled his absolute guts out there. He was a favourite of uh, Frank Endicott's there for a couple of years. He really cemented his spot. Yeah. Shit. What does he do now? Um, do you know that? No, I don't know. And I'm not sure where he went after. The what do you want to take a guess that he does now? Um, I think he might have got done an electrician apprenticeship. That's what I... Oh, it's not a bad nudge. Hmm. That's not a bad nudge. A tradie. Yeah. Yeah, an electrician or a drain layer, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we'll go with, and we'll check that out. Report back next week. Uh, At number three, Sam Lasorno, 63 games, and this was from his debut. Big Sam, he didn't score a try in his first 63 games, and then got over in that round one win in Perth last year against the Rabbitohs. So that's right. Yeah, that's right. Memorable try breaker, and and obviously. Big Sam got on the got a second try uh, last weekend. Yeah, it was a good one. Was that just a second try? Mm. <laughs> um, and um, number two, seventy three games. Russell Packer, twenty ten to twenty thirteen. It's a fair drought. Yeah. It's it's just about three full seasons worth of games. Nerdy, nerdy runs. Yeah. Um, during that. During that drought, he still managed to urinate on Suncorp Stadium, though. So, <laughs> still made the highlight reels. <laughs> it was crazy. I was there for that game. I didn't see it happen until afterwards. But yeah, how's that, was that an option? Yeah. <laughs> so soon too. Like it was before kickoff. <laughs> it's not. It's, yeah. It's like. Forget you know, forgetting to put your boots on or something. It's like a deer in the raw, just marking his territory. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, there's Rusty with uh, at number two with seventy three. So number one, right? number one, can number I have a one? guess? Yeah, yeah, you can. Can you give me say a five year span of when this player well, played? I'll give you the years that he had the drought from. Yeah, right. Twenty thirteen to twenty sixteen. Front rower. Yeah. Oh, I got nothing. I've got nothing at all. 
uh, one of my personal favourite warriors of all time, Jake Lillyman. Oh, the bull. Mm. Yeah, he uh, he only he actually only scored one try in his last five seasons at the Warriors, so he, he got on a pretty good drought <laughs> again before he finished. Um, but this one, he took this one right uh, from yeah, 2013 to 2016, 77 games it was. She was. Do you reckon he was too scared to get stuck on his back because he wouldn't be able to get back up again? <laughs> yeah. I don't reckon he could get up if he was on his back yeah. without help, without yeah. assistance. It would be pretty hard to get on his back too. Imagine wrestling that guy. Um, like trying to flip a Volkswagen onto its back. <laughs> um, yeah, Big Jake, one of my favourite warriors of all time. And nice nice fella too. Good guy. He is a, he is a nice guy. Mm. Um, also our most capped origin player as well. It's pretty good. How many? Um, you've caught me, me off guard. He a bit more than that actually. Um, he? Oh no, exactly ten. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. Um, so next week we'll have the most consecutive game scoring a try, just to just to uh, give you something oh, to look forward to. Dangle a carrot. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that'll probably do us. Don't you reckon? I think I'm fine with that. for a while. So thanks for listening and enjoy the footy this weekend. Uh, you enjoy it too, Brad, and we'll catch you next week, mate. Cheers, mate. Decent people. Look after yourselves.